This is the intro jingle. This is the K-pop Devok show with Eric Nam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of K-Pop Tebok Show. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and subscribe to us wherever you're listening to this podcast from. Be it Spotify, Apple, whatever. It don't matter. Just subscribe. And if you could, please give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts because it means a lot to us. Anyways, hey what's up everybody? Welcome to K-Pop Tebok Show. Before we get started with today's show, I do want to let you know about a brand new show that we have. It is not a podcast, but it is an incredibly entertaining uh, digital show. And it is available right now only on Facebook Watch. So this is how you can watch it. You can go to Facebook and you can type in Dive Studios, right? If you go to Dive Studios, then you can watch it. The show is called Whiting. Whiting! Like it's the Korean word, whiting, which means like, let's go, like, jayo, like, you could do it, that kind of thing. Um, but pretty much the show is me, it's Amber of FX, Jamie Park, it's J of Day Six, Matthew BM of Card, Ashley of Ladies Code, and Peniel of B2B. We played some ridiculous, ridiculous games. So it'll be very entertaining. Please go ahead and share it with your friends. Let your mom and dad know. Let your friends know. Let your next door neighbor, your crush, your boyfriend, girlfriend know. It's on Dive Studios on the Facebook page. You can also see it also see it on the Korea Boo page or the Subtle Asian Traits page. So check it out. Leave us a lot of comments. Engage with us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Let us know who you think is going to win it all. And um, hope you guys enjoy. Enjoy Whiting. Now, on to this show. It's the K-Pop Tabak Show with Eric Nam. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. We're super excited to have you back. Hope you're having a great day, week, wherever you are. Let's start with some affirmations. You are strong. I am strong. You are beautiful. I am beautiful. You can do anything. Say you it with me now. You can do anything. Who are you? <laughs> you can do anything. I can do anything. Welcome to the show. All right. We have a very special guest. I don't know how to introduce him. Kind of just it's Eddie Nam. Hi. Hello, what's up, Tebok fam? It's good to be back. Right. So Eddie's in town for a few days. So he has decided to grace us with his presence on the Tebok show. Um he's been talking about a lot of weird stuff at the Tableau show, such as sea monkeys being racist. You got I can't believe you shared the purple nurple story. Yeah. Purple nurple. For those of you who aren't familiar with what a purple nurple is, um, it's when somebody grabs you by the nips and twists them until they become purple. And Eddie, I remember… I actually did not finish watching that episode or listening to the episode. Like, of you telling the story. Because I was like, I've heard this a billion times. So I need to go back and listen to it. But when Eddie had got that purple nurple… He did not shut up about it for a good seven years. Like at least seven years. He's like, my my nipple got infected. And it hurts so bad. Okay, I don't want to go completely like too far into this. But if you really <laughs> want to know the backstory, you can check it out on the Tableau podcast. <laughs> but to, to Eric's point, I'm, I'm really glad he brought this up. Because it, it goes to show that I am not a liar. Like I was reading through the comments… <laughs> on your, first off, when it goes up as a highlight video on our YouTube channel, I was like, okay, do we really need to put this out into the world? When some, I think the title was like, Eddie was purple nurple too hard or something. Yeah. So I like wake up, I roll out of bed, I'm like, oh, geez. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to read the comments. And there's a lot of speculation. A lot really? of people saying like, 
dude, maybe your nip was infected. But you know, to answer that question real quick, it didn't break skin. Okay, like there was no way any. <laughs> We're going way too deep. Okay. In. Go ahead. Okay. And then the second part, I saw someone say that I could have gotten nerve damage, which that sounds to me like something that probably made sense. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you have nipple paralysis. Yeah, but now they're good. They're normal. Okay. Yep. We're glad your nipples are okay. <laughs> Prove it, you liar. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Um, as Eddie mentioned, we do have a YouTube, youtube.com slash dive studios where you can see a lot of the videos, full interviews, and clips from the show. And of course, before we move on, thank you so much to people who have been becoming a patron of Dive Studios um, on our Patreon. We really, really, truly appreciate it. We just broke 200 patrons and we would love to try to hit 500 sometime soon. So if you can do $5 a month, that's a coffee, you know, for weeks and weeks and weeks of free content. We have podcasts, we have videos, a lot of stuff going on. So please, 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 please consider it. We love you guys. All right. Now we're going to go into the show. Um, First of all, I haven't seen you in a while. When's the last time I saw you? It's been a minute. When did I see you? Uh, your wedding? It was like, no. it was like right before Wait. your album released. Oh, in New York. Uh, yeah, your press trip. So November. Trip. All right. First so week in November. November. Well, good to see you. Anyways, we're going to talk about some K-pop today. Um, I'm glad to have you on because you have a great memory. I don't. So you can pull stuff out of your hat. I don't know how. That's really funny you say that because you know like… My, I may have a good memory, but my K-pop knowledge, it's like, it goes until sixth grade and then it drops off for like seven years after that. Well, <laughs> well, I'd like to argue that there was nothing really that important in the middle of seven years. Ooh. So, okay. Sorry. No, no hate. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know exactly what I missed. I missed, we missed the Tongbang Shingi, double S 501, mm-hmm. that era. And like the, like, like. It was like 2003 to 2008 or 9. Yeah. And then right at 2008 or 9 was like Girls' Generation, Wonder Girls, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. And then that's when Super Junior I feel like… Super Junior was like 6, 7. 2006 or 7 I think. Okay. Um, but we got like the back end or like middle end of Super Junior. Okay. Now that we're here, we're going to talk today about love songs. Love songs. We're going to do love songs. It is… Valentine's Day this week. So, do some love songs and um, let's just get it started. Do you have a love song? Um, this is a K-pop show. And, you know, coincidentally enough, Eric has a song called Love Song. Okay? <laughs> this feels like a cop-out, yeah, bro. I mean, it's, it's definitely a little bit of a cop-out. But if you look on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you… <laughs> Consume your music. You'll find Eric looking very young. Very eager. Very excited about the K-pop world. And just… He has his look. He's… I think he's in the middle of the field in the… In the Swiss Alps. Wearing a big puffy (laughs) jacket. And he's looking back over his shoulder. With the… With the look of saying, Hey girl. You coming? You know? (laughs) And if you find that album cover art… And you look through the discography. There's a song called Love Song. Eric, would you mind, you know, giving us a little bit of an a cappella? Wow. You're making me sing. I don't know the words. 
love song. I love you, I love you. 나 정말 약속할게요. 변하지 않을게요. There you go. Oh, excellent. Thank you. Thank, thank you. So, Eric, what, you know what love songs come to come to mind for you? Well, let me say this: that song, love song, as I was recording it, I had a really hard time because it was the first song, one of the first songs, maybe like the second song I ever recorded mm-hmm. in Korea for my album, and it's a love song, right? They, and a lot of fans, a lot of people know that when I started singing in Korea, people would correct my pronunciation a lot, so I had like a very mm-hmm. big complex about it. I'm in the booth, and we worked on "I Love You" for hours. You know why? Why? Because apparently my pronunciation of "love" was incorrect. Love? <laughs> well, how how are you supposed to say? They're it? like, it's not love. I was like, what is it? Love? I was like, what? So they wanted me to do like a Korean Korean pronunciation of "love," uh-huh. and I couldn't do it. So it took hours. Yeah, I remember uh, the first time I I heard you and and saw you record a song for the first time. And this is this is very it's a very far representation of what Eric's recording process is oh, like. Wow. Now I guess this was like early 2015. Just saw 2014, 2015, 2015. Yeah. And Eric <clears throat> and I go to the producer's house, and he's also vocal directing this thing. You know, I remember there's like one thing where he's like sing it like. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. Like, he is very… He particular. Really, yeah, very particular on this. Yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating. Well, for… Let's put it this way. If you can't sing, you need somebody like that. And when producers and writers put together songs, oftentimes they have an idea or an imagination of what they want it to sound like exactly. But if you're smart about it, you let the artist kind of take the handle… And like cater it to his or her sound. But I still see him every once in a while. He's a great like he's a great songwriter. He's a great producer. But that's just the way kind of like the industry kind of works for a lot of idols or early early starting musicians. Especially for me because I was like so early on in my career. Yeah. Um, but you're yeah. still wearing glasses at the time. Me? Yeah. I was? Like in your look. You had like glasses. Oh, the f- yeah. The fake glasses. Yeah. Fake yeah. Glasses. I hated that too. <laughs> so I would fight with them to not wear glasses. But I had to wear them for like two years. So people were like, oh. Yeah. I was like, I literally don't even have lenses in my yeah. classes. I'll be it's honest. That, that really hurt seeing you on, on those television shows. You it hurt you? How do you think <laughs> it felt for me? Hey. You know. You are… You, you made it. Okay. So good for you. You just had to pay your dues. <laughs> um… I have a song. Um, do you remember that song? Actually, you guys will all know it. I hope you know it. Uh, Jay Park. Choa. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that is… Hold on. Let's listen to it real quick. Hey. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, baby. Crazy. Chua. Chua. 
Anyways. Dude. So yeah. My song is Jay Park's Chua. I love that song. I still listen to it. Dude, it, it feels like a common consensus about that song. Like everyone in this industry loves it. it you know, it's funny you brought that up because when we… uh. When Tablo and I were in uh, Chengdu mm-hmm. for the music festival, mm-hmm. Jay was also there. Yeah. So we were hanging out in between stages. And I remember like one of the f- first conversations or whatever that Tablo and Jay were having. Um, Tablo was like, dude, you got to make more songs like that. That song was awesome. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great song. Yeah, it's so good. It's a great song. I love that song. I still listen to it. Um, if you guys don't know it, Jay Park's Joa, J-O-A-H. I like you, kind of. Pre- it's pretty much. I feel good. Everything is good. That's the one where he's like on the streets of Seattle or something, and he's like sitting on the steps and like the bricks, the brick uh, music video, and they're like dancing. I don't know if I've seen thing. the music video. I do remember. I think it was this video or this song where, because after he had left JYP, there was like a lot of controversy surrounding him and his career, and I think like. I could be wrong. I think, uh, you know, again, everybody knows my memory is not good. But I think it was something like he couldn't be on TV for a long time. He couldn't do a lot of stuff. Um, but it was one of the first times that he was back on the music programs. I think he was performing this song. Mm. And then I was like, dang, I love this song. This song's great. Dude, I remember when uh, he went on his hiatus and then his YouTube video of him singing Nothing on You by Bruno Mars came up. Oh, right. And he was like in like a… like a Bathroom or something? It was like in a… Yeah. A tank top or something. And I listened to the guy sing. I'm like, oh, dude's got smooth vocals. And then he said, he said something and then he lifted his shirt up and he had like an eight pack. And I was like, <laughs> why is this dude so jacked? <laughs> and then I just… That's all I remember. <laughs> and then he exploded again. And I was like, hey, you know what? The guy works hard. So you're telling me if I had an APAC years ago, I would have just exploded. Dude, I've been telling you that since day one. That is true. You are skinny swole though. I'm like Jabba the Hutt on tour. Okay, that's an exaggeration. Okay, no. for any of you brands listening out there. All right. <laughs> Vogue. Or wait, not Vogue. Hey, Louis Vuitton. <laughs> he doesn't mean it. Okay. Yeah. You know what is interesting is like the tour life, mentally, physically, very exhausting. But I will say that like after a whole day of setting up, like, you know, you get into a city. Say we get into, you know, Dallas or whatever. You set up. You do the sound check. You hang out at the venue all day. People start coming in at 6 p.m. You do your, you know, the support goes on. The opener finishes. Then you go up at like 8.30 or 9. Mm -hmm. You do your thing for an hour and a half, two hours. And then… You run the meet and greet. And then by the time the show is over, it's like 11.30. And then we've got a bunch of food backstage. Then you gorge. You know, you've burned a lot of calories. You've been jumping around, spraying water bottles everywhere. And then you got to eat. But then what's the next thing we do? Sleep. Yeah, you just sleep. You get right back on that bus and you just pass out. So that is just not good. It's not healthy. And I've tried to like figure out what is a way to like avoid that. But I don't eat before I, I go on stage because… It's kind of gross. But if I do, I'll like burp as I sing. And I hate that. That is pretty gross. <laughs> but think about it. If like Kyrie burps? No, like whatever you're eating. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because think about it. You eat and then you're jumping on stage. Yeah, right. And it's not… When you're singing, it's not like talking. You're taking deep breath. Like… <gasps> you know? And yeah. you, imagine you keep in, inflating your body with air like that. Yeah. Like you're going to have burps come out. 
naturally. I'm just trying to think like how I can relate to that because a I've never performed on a stage before on a, on a full stomach, but, like, but I have done karaoke. What would you would you ever play a full soccer game on a meal? Hell no. Exactly, it's the same thing. Right. So then you're just like eating. You're I have to portion and ration what I eat up until hours before the show. Right. So if I'm on an eight, I will try not to eat anything before six. Yeah. Or until like the latest will be six. Eric has a very disciplined rider. For those of you who aren't sure what a rider is, it's like what we tell each promoter per city what Eric needs in his dressing room when he walks in. Yeah. And it's just all healthy foods like juices, nuts, grapes, this, this, this. Celery. Nothing. Celery. You know, Tea. five gallons of whiskey. Shh. <laughs> just kidding. Um, that's for me. Uh, but yeah, I have realized that that's got to be very, very tough. Even preparing for soccer games, I'd just be like eating bananas and then afterwards you go, yeah, not so. So that was even on the Asia tour. I mean, I technically right now when this is up, I'm on tour in the States now, but like on Asia tour, I felt so big. Like my pants were not fitting right. And it was, here's the other thing though. <laughs> here's the other reason though is that, <laughs> is that, you're I on air, to, Eric. You're on air. That's fine. Look, people listen to this because they want an honest, truthful conversation. Okay, okay. Right? So, we've done traditionally a lot of uh, tour recap videos which are a minute long. And it's just of the show. Right? But for me personally, like that stuff just gets boring. It gets old. Like, I can only watch so many clips of me jumping on stage in front of different people. So, I was like, okay, let's change it up this time. We're going to do it like a vlog style. But what do we vlog about? I don't have a group. I don't have members. Like, I'm on my own. So, we're just going to eat. So, we land. And all we did was eat. Every city. There you go, dude. Sounds like the dream. And that's why I got big. But to say that you couldn't pull up your pants anymore because you're… I didn't say I couldn't pull up my pants. <laughs> I said it didn't fit right. You… You you couldn't get past the ankles. It's like, <laughs> dude, why are my ankles so swollen? It's like, oh, it's, you know, it was the 10 pounds of pad thai you had last <laughs> night. And you're, let's, Look, let's be honest. Your fans are very, very generous when it comes to like too food generous. and gifts. And I remember like, we're getting all this, this inbound. People were like, hey, we'd love to bring like, you know, you know, 50 trays of food for Eric. Plus Look, I'm not kidding. In In Thailand, they sent Probably 20 different types of food. I'm not… E- I'm like not… I wish I was exaggerating. I'm not even exaggerating. I have right here. Hold on. 1, 2, 3, 15. No, literally more than 20 types of food. Dude, shout out Thailand nomination though. Right? Shout out all my nomination. All nomination. Like Indonesia set this huge platter. Like big ass platter that I couldn't even eat. Like I was… Because I got… Again, I get to the venue at at 6. And I didn't know that was there. And I was like, I can't eat this right now. So we had some a little bit before and after. So much food. Thailand? I'm not kidding. Th- there was more room <laughs> for the food than there was for our gear and our clothes. It felt like, like every time you FaceTime me, you had like food remnants like on your shirt. And just like you're always eating after look, the show. I'm not even… Look. Okay, anyways, let's stop talking about food. Let's move on to the next song. The next song, it's a love song. Um, I'm like contemplating… I wanted to talk about 2AM. Because they have some great love songs. Yep. Like, 
the ones like love song. My love song is a very bright one. Choa J Park is a very bright one. Uh, there's one called Chugodo Bopone, which is even if I die, I can't like send you off kind of thing. Which is a sad love song, but it's still a love song, right? But that song got like song of the year. It was a huge song. And if you guys don't know, like big hits, Pang Pidinim CEO before BTS was there. He was like, I believe, chief producer, head producer of 2AM. So he wrote almost all of 2AM's songs. So obviously the dude's a genius and he's an incredible songwriter. Um, but 2AM, I remember, it was he, they had like some great ballads. And then they have a song called Inore. Which is like… Which is… Wow, my pronunciation was horrible. Um, I have nothing to give you. Except for this song. Like the only thing I have of mine is my voice and this song to give you. And I love you. Dang. Kind of deep. I felt that. Deep. 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 Eddie, do you have any love songs? Oh! Hold on. I have one more. Oh. This song was my jam. Four Men. Called Baby Baby. Do you know this song? No. If I hear the hook, maybe. Dude, for a moment I thought that was Beehive's Breathe. Anyways, so yeah, my love songs 2 a.m. Inore, this song, I can't send you off, and then Four Men's Baby Baby. I think the hot fire. You? Great. Dude, I'm gonna throw it back a little bit more. Like the one love song, I don't know the lyrics, but I will say that it feels like a love song. Uh It's Pink Cole's Young One. Guitar solo. Yeah. It's called Young One, which means forever by Finkel. And that was like the first album actually. Like we were late to the K-pop game in terms of Finkel. Like yeah. Cuz we weren't really listening to K-pop when they were like at their absolute absolute peak. Right. And so we came in on that album and that song. So we were like, "Oh my god. They're so pretty." Yeah. And this song is so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, good choice. Good choice. Yeah. It's like Chinois and that whole that whole time with like SES yeah. and stuff. That's like all I remember. And then, you know, I was like, yo, I gotta, you know, get into hip hop. I'm in middle school now. 
You didn't really get into hip hop. You got into dude, like I old in, white man rock. Dude, I was into hip hop and old white man this, rock, soft rock, classic. No, rock. not soft rock. Are you kidding me? You were like ACDC. That is not soft rock. Yeah, I got an electric guitar. Yeah, and it was horrendous. <laughs> that is… Oh, don't make me go back here. Okay, for those of you that are listening for the first time and tuning in… And you haven't heard this story before… I was Allstate Viola. <laughs> That's not just something that if you have no musical talent, you're able to accomplish. Bro, have you ever considered that like literally nobody in the world plays viola? Doesn't matter. Like nobody plays. They needed… They're filling the ranks. They just put you in there. Eric, you don't know, man. Your future wife could be a professional violist. <laughs> we'll have so that I conversation when we're there. But I would watch yourself. I listen, listen. Eddie was like, Eddie says he liked hip hop. He didn't really like hip hop. Oh what he liked was like old white man rock. So like seventies, eighties rock. So he would be sitting there in his room playing ACDC and like Metallica or whatever. And I was like, bro, what? is this he's like this is like the sweetest the most classic rock like i can't believe you don't like it i was like this led is- zeppelin yes the he Eagles. played this oh dude stairway to heaven you played stairway to Get heaven on it, his dude. guitar classic. so many times and you guys i don't mean like he played the song like on the radio he would sit there in his room on the electric guitar and an electric guitar you need an amplifier to make everything sound so it's reverberating through the house and it go Okay. Oh, oh, now I'm playing a trumpet? I'm playing a trumpet now? <laughs> this is my guitar voice. Okay. That, that is clearly inaccurate. <laughs> oh my. This is criminal. It's it's really funny hearing it from Eric. Like, I get it, dude. You made it. GQ man of the year. Okay. This guy over here. Bro. He's talking about… Get, he's saying reverberating through the house. This guy… Every morning he wakes up. Singing in the shower. Hey, And not only that… Yo, he, he wakes up late and he drives me to school. So I'm downstairs eating my butter biscuit with my mom. Who turned on the news and we're watching this thing. Because like… You know that's our only time to engage with one another. We didn't really get along that well. But we can bond over the news. Trying to listen to what's going on. What happened last night. Eric is singing. Singing is… Singing lights out. Like… Bro. But think the, about it. If I didn't do it then… Where would I be now? No. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yes. I may be working… At Kroger. Or Blockbuster. <laughs> Alright. Renting out Bagging VHS. Groceries. Whatever. Whatever the case may be. That's awfully hypocritical of you for somebody in our tiny home singing at the top of his lungs with no regard for the rest of the family. So that was the biggest. That was the biggest surprise. If you're playing Stairway to Heaven, that was free free reign. That was the biggest surprise when Eric was like making it on the television show. You know, he's told the story of my mom being like, whoa, like you're actually talented. I had the same reaction because (laughs) even if it was talent, it was so mu- it was too much. It's like your favorite song. It's like Post Malone's Sunflower. I play that song 500 times. You know, a lot. But I I played it so much, it's dead to me. Does that make does that make sense? I'm not saying it's not a great song, but I've overdone it. And so Eric what he's saying was is, singing Alicia Keys no one him. every he's saying day. That I was dead. You to could that sing family. sing Alicia Keys he's just no one. I was Dead. Flawlessly. You can sing You Got It Bad by Usher. Flawlessly. Speaking but if you of play it Usher. a thousand times in two days… <laughs> enough. 
All right. On that note, Eddie sucks at playing the guitar. And we got to wrap the show, guys. Hope you enjoyed this amazing episode <laughs> on love songs. If you guys are listening, I'm on tour right now. I'm all around the U.S., Canada. I'm going to be uh, in Latin America. We're doing Brazil, Argentina, Mexico, and Ch- Santiago, Chile. And we have 26 dates in the States. This week, if it's Valentine's week, I am in my hometown, Atlanta. I'm in Nashville. I'm in North Carolina. Orlando. Orlando. All over. So, if you haven't done so already, if tickets aren't sold out, come see me. We have a good time. And uh, you can see me talk crap on stage. I got one last thing to say. No. Don't want to hear It's Valentine's, right? We didn't really touch on that, but I got a shout out. To my wife. Carol. <laughs> you my boo. I love you. We made it. I. Rocky. Be- Rocky. I see you. <laughs> it's your dad. He's on camera. You know be I'll great be home soon. Is after it goes to my wife and just bleep it all. <laughs> yeah. Alright guys. Uh, please go ahead. Subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you're listening to this podcast from. You can check out the videos on YouTube.com slash Dive Studios. And please check out Patreon.com slash Dive Studios as well. We love you guys. We'll see you next week on the K-Pop Box Show. Have a good one. Bye-bye. See ya. Outro! Thank you for listening to K-Pop Box with Eric Nam. No.